0: Hey, if you're here, you're in the right place. I'm Tyler Freeland, and welcome to season two of the Brand X Cleveland podcast, a forum where expert voices come together united for one purpose, to answer questions and have conversations centered around real business problems. You can find this episode, as well as previous episodes, at BrandXCleveland.com. That's BrandXCleveland.com. On this episode of the BrandX Cleveland podcast, myself and co-host Charlene Coughlin, president of Twist Creative, sit down with Monina Wagner, community manager at Content Marketing Institute. What does a community manager do? Monina is the bridge between brand and audience. She's the voice, tone, and moderator of the brand through community building, content distribution, digital engagement, and in-person activations. Or to put it in Monina's terms, she's a magician, juggler, and zookeeper all wrapped into one. Here's Monina on the brand seat.
1: My name is Monina Wagner. I am the community manager at the Content Marketing Institute. And one word that I would use to describe myself is fearless.
2: Ooh,
0: I like that. If you could take me back, I always like to go back to the beginning and how you came to being the uh, social media and community manager that you are now.
1: Yeah. um So all the way back in high school, my um, school had a television station. We did a lot of like cable access shows and I have always known since then, I knew right away that television news was something that I wanted to go into. I Mm -hmm. loved telling stories. I loved meeting new people. I loved getting people to, you know, bringing people together so that they can uh, share their experiences. So when I went into college, that's, I majored in journalism
2: mm-hmm. and
1: it was a career that I was in for over a decade. Um, I was a um, managing assignment manager. So basically I was the person who sat at the assignment desk and I told people where to go. <laughs> so I would tell the reporters and the photographers, um, I would work with the producers of the news of the day, and I would be the person who would connect the reporters with. Uh, law enforcement or with the mm-hmm. public relations officials, things like that. Or I would be the pe- person who, um, when the viewers came in, the c- community members, I would connect them with the people that they would want to talk to in a- within the newsroom. So mm-hmm. I did that for a really long time. I enjoyed it, but, you know, like you said, careers evolve. We evolve right. as people, and it was time for me to go. So I kind of jumped over from um from television news into some media relations mm-hmm. um, which took me to uh, a career in social media
0: mm-hmm. Can you get into your role a little bit too what you do at contact marketing Institute what yeah what, what does a social media and community manager do?
1: <laughs> I think we're magicians <laughs> I think we uh, we're jugglers I think we're like the zookeepers we do at all um, mm-hmm. so real quick so when I, I got my first social media job on Twitter and I always laugh about it because I think there's a lot of people who don't really believe in the power of social media, even in 2021.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: I was helping someone. um, I was working with Disney and I was helping someone here in Northeast Ohio plan their Disney trip, their vacation. And Mm -hmm. the next thing I knew, she was following me on social media. She was reading my blog and I got a job offer actually through a Twitter DM. And I (laughs) It's a fun story. I love being able to tell people that because there is power in social media Mm -hmm. and that's what I do at CMI. So not only do I do the strategy for the Content Marketing Institute, I also do the everyday execution. Mm -hmm. Um, But my favorite part of my job is the community management. So I do um, a lot of community building online through social media and other channels, Um, but I also do in-person activations. So I'm kind of that bridge where Mm -hmm. people um, get to know each other, um, they get to congregate online. And when we have the opportunities to, um, we are able to bring them together in person as well.
0: And you talked about how powerful social media is. You even used the word believe, believe in it. So why why is social media important? And if you wanna talk about why it's important to brands, but also why it, it seems like it's important to just people as well, professionally speaking.
1: Well, not even just professionally speaking, I think if um, the last 15 months have taught us anything is that Mm. people crave connection and with them craving connection, you know, we had I had friends. You, you probably know people who weren't able to leave their homes, and they mm-hmm. didn't have a family. They may be single or whatever it is, where they were by themselves. And social media was really their way of seeing into the world and being mm-hmm. able to bring, you know, foster relationships that they may have not been able to um, even pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. So I think social media is just this wonderful vehicle um, that really people say so many horrible things about social media and yes there are times that you know you do see the negatives but social media also there's so many good things that can come out of it Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's why social media in turn is really important for brands because not only do online communities there are so many opportunities that I think brands miss by not fostering an online community. But I also think that there's value in social listening. So you mm-hmm. may not have a community, a branded community, but you are able to get a pulse into what your customers are talking about, what mm-hmm. they really care about. And you can't, it, it's, it's something that's, it's, it's ch- a channel where you don't even have to pay much in order to get just a small glimpse into what your audience, what your customers want
0: hmm What are some brands out there that are doing social media right that you can think of? Wow, also, that's... maybe who's doing it if you know anyone who's doing it wrong?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I won't go there, but I think you're putting me on the spot for who's doing it well. I mean, oh, geez, that's a hard one because I think, if anything, the pandemic has shown us how resilient brands have been. And right. when social media wasn't that important you know, was not a priority for them. It became a priority um, mm-hmm. in the last few months. I, man, I have to think about who's doing it well. You know, I know, I know a lot of people really appreciate um, the wit of um, Wendy's, um, but wow. I will say, I I, I'm not saying things they- <laughs> See, but I'm not saying they do it well and I'm not saying they do it wrong but I don't like that snark <laughs> I want to feel appreciated and I want to feel loved and I always feel like I'm like are they pointing their fingers at me so I start taking it personally <laughs> so I don't <laughs> I won't say they're doing it wrong because it's it's evoking mm-hmm. a reaction and that's what they want right. um, you know I you're putting me on the spot I don't no, know uh, I can't tell I you I think
0: that's good I think There's that's a, that's what I think of whenever, especially tw- a Twitter uh, or a brand on Twitter, I would, I think of Wendy's and and their interaction with anybody who pokes at them. What were you going to say, Charlie? There's a brand Sorry.
2: that we're both who? with, Peloton. <laughs> we can talk about the Peloton community.
1: I do love the Peloton community, and you know what else I love is Peloton memes Instagram account. So I really love not just mm-hmm. brand accounts, but I love the accounts that are offshoots and they come mm-hmm. from all this brand love. And right. Peloton memes Instagram is one that I absolutely do love.
0: And some per your own personal brand too, I guess, or everyone's own personal brand if they're on social media has one. Um, yeah. And Charlene, we got you in here as well. So I would also want to know, I'm going to tell the audience how you two. Gained a connection, um, how far it goes back, where it started, and
2: uh, Twitter. why Monina
0: is so great.
2: We met on Twitter 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were both blogging and tweeting at the time a lot. And there was the Cleveland tweet up community where there were a lot of Twitter meetups happening. And there was one, we finally met at one for former Cleveland chef Jonathan Sawyer. Um, he was on a food network show and we finally met in person and we've been friends since and why I think Monina is so great. She's one of the most authentic people that I know. What you see is what you get, whether it's online or in person. Um, and you, that's hard to find a lot of times. And she's also so passionate about her work and her work product, not necessarily related to content marketing institute or any of her other careers but her own personal work product and that it represents who she is as a person and i think that's a rare quality to find in people
1: what she's not saying is that it's you know authenticity it could be good or bad <laughs> i'll own up to it i'll own up to it but thank you thank you but we're a twitter
2: we're a twitter friendship story i love it yeah and we've now traveled to concerts Mm-hmm. Football games, baseball games basketball games championship series the whole nine
1: yards i mean she's family you know my teenage daughter knows oh. when she can call her when she needs anything i mean charlene's family mm-hmm. all because of twitter yep
0: that's awesome another twitter story
1: mm-hmm. How i guess you this... can tell which is my favorite uh, social media platform
0: it's my favorite it's definitely my favorite you know
1: it's it's a diversity of thought on there, right? So Facebook, it just, I don't know, it exhausts me. But with Twitter, it's just fast moving. You're able to find what you're looking for. You're able to have conversations with people who um, not only have the same beliefs as you, but sometimes you have healthy debates with people who you you don't always agree with. But it Mm -hmm. really just kind of opens, it really opens up the world, right? Like Facebook, Instagram, that can all be locked down. But Twitter- I mean, I guess in theory it could be locked down too, but mm-hmm. you know, it just, it really just kind of brings about a lot of discussion, at least from what I've Absolutely. found and I really enjoy Twitter.
0: Me too. And- where
2: we got into a very healthy debate. We were on the same side uh, with a media personality a few years ago about, you know, what's appropriate to be posting during a national emergency and was. what's not appropriate to be posting during a national emergency. Um, <laughs> It got me in trouble at work, but other than that,
1: it was a healthy debate. (laughs) I didn't realize you had gotten in trouble for it, but so my apologies.
0: (laughs) What were those things that were not important or important?
1: You know, selfies, Uh, selfies, uh, outfits and Mm -hmm.
2: you know, things that like when you're in a situation with like a terrorist attack that aren't maybe top of mind for ninety-nine percent of the people in the world.
0: (laughs) True. On top of that, then what does a successful social media strategy look like? And I know Charlene, you've, you you built, you built strategies as well. at Twist, if you can both. Speak. Um,
1: well, you know what, but the social media strategies, it's difficult, right? Because every platform has nuances. So there are different rules you need to follow. There are different value propositions. There are different audiences, even if it's the same brand. Um, so it could be really, it's a tough nut to crack right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think really, you need to sit down and know one, what your true brand um, mission is, you need to know who you are. I am a big believer in a social media playbook, so that you can define not only what your intentions are, but you can say who you are, and who you aren't, because I think it's really important to know your voice on social media, and, um, and that it aligns with who you are, offline. So Mm -hmm. I think that's really the first steps with creating your strategy. Um, On top of that, it's really getting to know the platforms um, so that you know where it's a fit. I know a lot of people (laughs) who in the last few months have been like, Squirrel syndrome, here's Clubhouse. We should be on Clubhouse, you know? And it's always something like that. Like, oh my gosh, we should be on TikTok. Oh my gosh, you know, it's always something. And Mm -hmm. it always will be, but you know, you have to sit those those people down. You have to sit your C-suite down and say, okay, time out. We need Mm -hmm. to figure out, should we, do we belong? Do we have something of value to be on there for? Or are we just starting an account to start an account?
2: Mm -hmm. And where's your audience too? Mm -hmm. just because you want to have a Pinterest account doesn't mean your audience is active on Pinterest (laughs) or wants to hear from you on Pinterest. So just a a deeper understanding of that. Um, and what your, your voice kind of is, or tone is on each of the channels too that you are on, you know, Mm -hmm. like for twist we're a little bit more fun on Twitter and Instagram, but we're maybe a little more serious on LinkedIn where we're talking to our clients. Um, And I think brands need to keep that in mind too, that it doesn't always transfer from one channel to another.
1: Well, and that's another thing too, is that um, at least part of the execution part, it drives me insane when I see content across the board, because it gives me no reason to follow you across the board, and that's really what I, as a social media, you know, manager, I want people to follow me everywhere, but I have to provide them something that they want to see on each platform. So, you know, the fun stuff that I might do on Instagram, you know, it, it likely doesn't have a place on LinkedIn with our audience. So I have to be really mindful of that. Um, so, yeah, it's knowing where they are and what they need.
2: And what their engagement is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Are you looking for a conversation, which may be more appropriate for like a LinkedIn group? Like Mo, I know you manage a LinkedIn group that's super active. Or are you just looking to push out content and get likes?
1: Right. And I think you also, as I just made fun of squirrel syndrome, I think you do need to look at new platforms. Right. Um, we are big on Slack we have two Slack groups that are really involved. They may be smaller in numbers than you would see on our Facebook group or LinkedIn group, but they Mm -hmm. are so highly engaged because they're intimate Mm -hmm. and people are there because they have a purpose, you know, they have a purpose for wanting to be there. And you see see that now um, more so than you did pre-COVID. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, so if you look at Discord, you look at Slack, not only are conversations there, but I'll tell you, they are big drivers of traffic too, Mm -hmm. because- those people are looking for information and they want it and they expect it there. So they don't mind clicking to take them to get what information they need.
0: And is this part of the community aspect of, of what you do as well? Um, how, how do you use social media to, to build communities and also have them engage outside the digital space as well?
1: so i like to say that i i pride myself and i hope it's you know i hope it's true i think it's true that i allow our community to be a place where people can be their true selves right Mm -hmm. so if you are having a bad day because of work because of a project and you want to commiserate i am here another community member is there if you are looking to collaborate with someone on a project i guarantee You know, Mm -hmm. marketers, (laughs) we marketers are ready to flex and marketers are ready to partner with you. So I feel like, you know, by commiserating, by collaborating, by wanting to just, you know, I make fun of, like we make fun of each other. Right. But Mm -hmm. I really feel like collectively marketers are so generous with their knowledge and with their Mm -hmm. time. And that's how I feel, you know, that's what I pride myself in our community, Mm
2: -hmm. like,
1: I'm thankful for a job, but if I step back, our community will continue to thrive. I am confident mm-hmm. in that because of how we built it and how we made sure that people felt safe there. People felt they were, um, they were learning in there. There were just so many benefits to wanting to join us. And I think that translates over to mm-hmm. um, in-person um, activation. So we'll have meetups in different cities. Um, we absolutely do things as a group um, during content marketing world, which is our flagship event here in Cleveland. So I just, people want to be by each other. They want to, you know, and once they meet each other online, they want to see each other. They want to,
0: yeah, you know, for sure.
1: pre-COVID, pre-pandemic, they want to hug each other. They want to, yeah. you know, they want to have lunch together. They want to have yeah. coffee. And Those are different things that, you know, we try to help facilitate, you know, we'll have coffee breaks and we'll make sure that, you know, a select group of community members can come. And then another group of community members are invited to lunch. And we Mm -hmm. want to be able to not only, it's not trying to be exclusive by inviting smaller groups, but it's allowing them to participate in conversations that they don't feel overwhelmed, that there's 200 community members in one room. This gives them an opportunity to really be able to, you know, Get in touch with the people that they've met online. Find people who mm-hmm. they have something in common with. Um, so yeah, it's great to see relationships that grew online um, mm-hmm. become friendships offline. What are
0: some platforms like we talked about TikTok and Clubhouse? Where do you see these? Where do you where do you see these going? And and brands using them.
1: Um, my joke lately is, has anyone still on Clubhouse? Are we all still getting notifications? Like, <laughs> like, is it still a thing?
0: On this episode's Brand X Partner Spotlight, I want to introduce to you KP Photo. Nestled in a quiet industrial area near downtown Cleveland, Ohio, sits a world-renowned photography multimedia studio, KP Photo. While cultivating a fun, collaborative, and creatively stimulating atmosphere, KP Photo serves their clients by creating unforgettable imagery and purpose-driven multimedia. To get a further introduction to this amazing group of people, visit kpphoto.com. That's kpphoto.com.
1: No, I mean I think something's to be said about um, social media platforms that focus on audio. I mm-hmm. mean, there is while it's not a social platform, it's still a plat- it's still a channel, but like podcasts boomed. So right. it's the same with having Clubhouse, or a, um, and clearly who is it? Facebook is introducing their own version of Clubhouse. So what's here oh, to stay? And I've seen people um, who are actually using Clubhouse in really, um, in really creative ways. Uh, Joe Polizzi is the founder of Content Marketing Institute, mm-hmm. and he is launching a new book. Oh, um, and he is having a book tour on Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. so he's having it on his calendar he has guests it's going to talk about the book and um some of the case studies that are in it i think that's fantastic Mm -hmm, there are other members of the you know marketing community like brian Fanzo, who actually started a non-marketing uh show on clubhouse you can listen in three times a week he's talking about mental health and it's it's so wonderful to see that consistency and that growth um so I think, I think that um, audio is really going to be a big deal. I haven't mm-hmm. been able to, I think the only problem with it is um, with Joe, with the book tour, it's scheduled. I think with the model that clubhouse has right now, who has time to listen in live, like at the drop of a hat, like I right. think a lot of us are so super busy at yeah. work or yeah. we're busy, you know, after yeah. hours that when I see a notification, yeah. I'm like, I don't have time right now. Like right. I can't, Exactly. i can't engage so yeah. i think there's work to be done with that model but i gosh there's always a new social platform right every mm-hmm. every other month
2: <laughs> everyone yeah. the problem i have with clubhouse is everyone's an expert there's no way to oh, legit, yeah. make sure that people are legitimately experts or are they yeah. just like talking out their ass essentially and yeah. saying they're an expert when they have worked in social media for a month and a half and they don't yeah. really understand it and that's I think the struggle that that platform's having. Right. At first, I think everyone was like, "Run to Clubhouse, let's listen in," and then all of a sudden, it's okay. Do I really need to listen to this person talk about Mm -hmm. social media? Are they really social media gurus or whatever marketing (laughs) gurus, which are, you know, Moes and I both have big pet peeves around that. Um, I'm cringing when I hear
1: that word.
2: (laughs) That. But then there are like really legitimate ones like David, um, Angelo leads a Mm -hmm. great once a week uh, around the Today I'm Brave platform. Um, Mm -hmm. I really enjoy, it's hard because you can't listen in after the fact. Right. And I can't always stop at 11 a.m. on like a Tuesday.
1: Right.
2: Um, But there are some really good ones out there too that shows that are popping up.
1: I'll tell you what I really, it's not a show. What I really enjoyed on Clubhouse, it was probably my first really enjoyable experience, was um, when a lot of the hate crimes were coming up um, against Asian Americans. They were um, basically five-hour-long parties. So people could Mm -hmm. jump in when they wanted to. And they were raising thousands of dollars Right. It was like a telethon. It was like watching a telethon when we were growing up on TV, but it was just audio. It was listening to on Clubhouse and they had performers on. They'd have spoken Mm -hmm. word. They'd have a, you know, singers on there, bands on there. Um, And every so often they'd have a break and they talk about the issues um, and Mm -hmm. the importance of, you know, just awareness and raising money, Mm -hmm. raising funds. Um, And then they would go back to the entertainment and it was just. It was produced well. I'll say that it was produced mm-hmm. well. Too, it was really um, entertaining. It was engaging. Um, yeah. I found myself going off into separate rooms talking to people um, awesome. because you, you know, you would meet them and you would hear them on stage, yeah. um, and you would want to, you want want to know more. So yeah. that was probably my first really enjoyable mm-hmm. um, experience with Clubhouse was being able to sit in on these parties, right.
2: I have a, another friend that was, I think that's where she was listening in. And then she heard some woman ask a question about, she works in an agency and has husband and wife owners as her bosses, which so do I. Um, so she, she put me in touch with her and we were able to have this great conversation about how do you manage, what's it like yeah. managing up, um, no hate to Mike or Connie, obviously, but like, what do you do in those situations? Yeah. And how do you navigate that and. That's like a really great benefit that comes out of those types of experiences.
1: But yeah, see, that's sure. the beauty of social media and not just Clubhouse, right? Is that mm-hmm. there is someone who's going to be your twinsy when it comes to work or like yeah. the same person when it comes to sports or whatever it is. There's always someone here who's going to be able to relate to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, social media makes the world that much smaller that you can mm-hmm. find them.
0: Yeah. And that community is there 24 seven. I mean, especially Clubhouse, if you follow enough topics or you're kind of a generalist you it's has that cross pollination between radio and podcast that you tune in and it's always there you can always count you can you can always go back and click on the radio because that radio station is always going to be playing music or delilah is going to be there or something but
1: did you really (laughs) say delilah
0: delilah
1: that is frightening Frightening.
0: But um, yeah, I just think it's cool that, the, that there's, always, there's always a community there and you can count on a conversation being had on a topic that you're passionate about. And speaking of passions, Charlene talked about you being a very passionate individual. And that's what, something I wanted to ask you about, about what you're passionate about.
1: Everything I do centers around my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with my oldest daughter, I do a lot of work with um, her school and with her sports mm-hmm. teams. So you're gonna find me in the concession stands. You're gonna be finding me, you know, planning parties or whatever it is. I enjoy being mom. That's a really big thing for me and I will drop everything for it,
2: you mm-hmm. know? So
1: that's that's a pa- passion of mine. Um, I do a lot with my church. I'm a lot of, on a parish council. I help, you know, with the leadership in the church, which is fantastic. But on a um, one of my passion projects, is with recovery resources. So I'm very open about the fact that I am now, um, I am sober, I am six years sober, and um, I am on the associate board for recovery resources, which is fantastic. I'm able to um, not only help others who are, you know, to support others who are in a position like me, you know, Mm -hmm. and I love being able to support them, but I'm also in a, um, I'm also able to see how we can raise funds and help others um, within the community. So I do a lot of speaking for them, um, speaking Mm -hmm. projects. I do a lot of uh, fundraising for them as well. So, you know, and once upon a time, I was doing a little bit of social media for them too. So it's nice to be able to um, kind of cross work Mm -hmm. and my passions. Um, So, yeah, I mean, there's, I think there's a, you know, with anyone, I think a lot of times our passions outside of work really mm-hmm. fuel us for work, um, and also those experiences outside of work really, really help me with my creativity at work. Right, because I get to meet people that I wouldn't have been able to meet, you know, otherwise. Yeah. Um, so that just really helps. It kind of turns the gears, and it helps me, you know. Oh, well, we did this. Could this work outside of work? Oh, we did this outside of work. Could it work for my client? So Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I, I love, (laughs) I love an inner woman life and all that, you know, like octopus with all the tentacles. So I love
0: it. I love it. I have a few more questions. So Charlene, if you had anything else.
1: Oh, I don't
2: have anything else. I mean, I've known Mo forever. So I was gonna say, she knows me. She could
1: answer my questions (laughs) for me.
0: Let you girls get back to the draft.
1: So excited.
0: (laughs) 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 I will say
1: this, I will say this, but no, you had mentioned something, oh, there's always a community to go back to is what you said. And I wanted to bring this up because I don't know if a lot of people realize this is what we do at content marketing Institute. So we have a branded hashtag it's CM world. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And originally the hashtag was created for our event content marketing world, Um, but it has grown. Um, because we see the hashtag as a commodity. So, a lot of times with events, you might see the event name or initials or whatever um, with the year at the end. We uh-huh. don't do that because we want to be able to bring that community with us throughout the year to our next event. I love that. So, our community always knows where to find each other because they can use that hashtag. That's Every awesome. week we have a Twitter chat, we use that hashtag. You know, sometimes a community member finds an article, doesn't have to be related to CMI, but it's related to the work they're doing, they'll Mm -hmm. hashtag it, CM World, because they know other members in the community will see it. So when you said community, you know, you always have a community that you can find, you can look to, Mm -hmm. that's something that I'm so... Like I'm so impressed with that, <laughs> our community members can remember to hashtag it and hashtag it the right way, <laughs> right? Um, because we want to make sure that it's seen. So, and it's helpful. I love that.
2: And didn't you guys just launch a
1: mentorship program too? We did. Oh gosh, that's great. That is a, I know it's a labor of love. It was wonderful. You know, we saw a need for for the last few years. Our um, community talked about mentorships and how difficult it is to find a mentor because mm-hmm. you either didn't know who to ask or you knew who you wanted to be your mentor, but you were afraid to ask. Right. Um, and honestly, they're just, I don't, mentorship's just a hard, it's just, it's difficult to define. It's hard to find a program that can actually guide you through step-by-step. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we decided is that we wanted to help the community. We, you know, we heard about the need, we saw the need and um, we wanted to um, help fix it, to help solve it. So we launched um, our CMI mentorship program at the beginning of the year. We had an overwhelming number um, of applicants. We have, I don't know, 22 so 44 participants, 22 mentors, 22 mm-hmm. mentees and it's people from awesome. you know CMOs on the brand side to you know director of content. and we just it's a nice it's a nice diverse group of people. Perfect. So not only can the mentor and mentees learn from each other, but we can all learn from each yeah. other. Um, and hopefully knock on wood, we will see a lot of them here in Cleveland. Hopefully we'll all be able to travel in October. Um, and I think that's, you know, we'll culminate it all with a celebration and that's probably going to be like one hell of a, you know, one hell of a party. I'm really excited for it.
0: Absolutely. Great. Congratulations on getting that going. That's really good. Thank
1: you. Thank you.
0: What is one word you would use to describe yourself?
1: Fearless. I am fearless.
0: I love it. Um, sticking to it.
1: I don't know. I might also say unfiltered. Maybe those two go hand in hand.
0: For sure, you know, for sure.
1: Charlene said it, you see what you get, right? Mm-hmm. You see what you get. And I I probably could bite my tongue in a lot of instances, but I think no matter what, it's all good intentions. I love to be able to share ideas. I love being able to, um, gosh, I just, yeah. I like being able to take chances and like mm-hmm. just jump in and do something. And I realize that's not always going to be the case <laughs> with right. clients, with the C-suite, like I get it. It's not always the mm-hmm. case, but sometimes I get very, you know,
0: yeah, for sure. I get very
1: antsy and I just want to jump in and do it. So um, fearless. I'll go with fearless.
0: And when you finally log out for the, for the last time and you leave this industry, how do you want to be remembered?
1: I really hope I'm remembered to be a listener, mm. you know, as much as I, especially as a community builder, right? You want, to, you want people to know that they can come to you. They can come to you with problems. They can come to you with suggestions. They can come to you with ideas. And I want, mm-hmm. I'm hoping mm-hmm. that as, that I hear those, you know, I hear all of that. And that's when I become fearless and I want to be able to take take their concerns, take, you know, take their ideas and be able to run with it and to help them have it come you know come to life Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm hoping people would think that i'm a good listener
0: i love that and then we're done so thank you